Did we just lose Phil? The second I hit record, your screen goes out. So I'm like, crap, we're losing him already. (laughs) Yeah, what's new? (laughs) It figures. Let's be honest. We've been trying to lose Phil for episodes. So it's not happening now. (laughs) (laughs) I have been been almost a year. We've been doing this for a year. Can you believe that? Just a congratulations. I mean, I think we started recording about a year ago. Our first episode came out in October of, of 19 before, you know, the before time when when life was normal yeah yeah <laughs> so um yeah so with that welcome to the nerd Trek podcast everybody uh i'm jeff i'm here with david hey guys and phil hey everybody and we have a couple of guests joining us we have two-thirds of the sci-fi sisters uh sabrina is back with us and we also have tamia with us so welcome very much thanks Yay. for being here thank you hey. thanks for having us no we're yeah. We're super excited. We actually, so I know um, we're recording this just after I think our uh, search for Spock episodes came out, which Sabrina was on for. And my dad was texting me. He goes, who, he goes, how did you get that guest? She was great. And I was like, well, <laughs> let me tell you the story. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very excited that you came back. Solid bookings here oh, on Nerd Crash Podcast. Yeah. Thanks. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he's an old school uh, Trekkie too. He watched the original. Oh, all right. He's my man. He's my generation. That's what that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, no, I I I know we've been kind of trying to get you guys on for a while, and schedules uh, permitting uh, can be a little hard. So I'm I'm very excited for for this evening. Yeah. Um, well, we're really excited too. Awesome. Well, t- thank you for saying that. Uh, <laughs> uh, check so, is in the mail. It is. Don't, don't tell them. Uh, what are we doing? So tonight we're going to be doing Star Trek VI: The Undiscovered Country, originally released December 6, nineteen ninety one. This is it. This is the last TOS film, really. Yeah, I mean, there's some cameos here and there. They come back in generations a bit, but like this is it yeah. for all intents and Nin- purposes. Nineteen ninety one. Ninety. One, I did not realize they were still making TOS this late. Nope. I was, I was seven, and this came out in the theater. <laughs> this was the first Trek film I saw in theaters. I lived, I was living in England at the time, and oh. I heard this coming out. I was like, I, I have to go see this. And I didn't even understand half the references of like this being like a metaphor for like communism at the time and all the Shakespeare. Like I didn't understand Play half of that. Stuff. Yeah. And and I watch it now, and I'm like, oh my god, there's so much depth to it. So I love it. Um, let's and do th- Ben and Ben Cisco's dad betrays the Federation. There's a lot of cameos. Uh, <laughs> yes. Renee um, Aubergeois was in this, but his scenes got cut. If you watch the the director's cut, he's in that. Oh crap! He's, he's in. He did one scene briefly. You yeah. see him in one, scene, and that's it. That's it. And we get Worf. Right. And we get Worf. Yes. Yeah. I did catch that. I had oh. <laughs> forgotten that. Yeah, and that's the that's the best part because he's actually playing his ancestor. Yeah, he's oh, like his okay. great well. grandfather or something. I mean, how long well, the Klingons live? He's like he's um, son of he's Moog's father. I mean, Moog's he, grandfather. I don't know. Yeah, he's okay. so yeah, he's Colonel Worf. Yeah, he's I Colonel was, Worf. I was yeah. definitely going to ask Worf. that. 
Because I yeah. was like, how long do they live? I know there's supposed to be a lot of time between the original and next gen. And I was like, they could live that long, I guess. But he was a colonel in this. And then I know he's a lieutenant. And I was like, nah. <laughs> it didn't no, make it yeah. easy. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, you have Colonel Worf and then you have Moog. Deep Space Nine. So yeah, because I definitely recognize his voice too. I was like, "Wait, what? I know that one." Yeah, <laughs> I know definitely. Um, this Wharf, man, come on. Oh yeah. Um, let's start with this, since this is to me his first time. I kind of want to ask you, um, how did you get into Star Trek? Oh man. Okay, so um, Star Trek was like my first babysitter, the original series. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, I was a, a kid in the '70s, and uh, so it was in syndication when I was little. And um, you know, so like my first crush was Captain Kirk. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how. Tell me how a six-year-old kid like develops a crush, but it worked, and and there I was. Because um, it's Kirk. Because it was Kirk, exactly. Because he would put yeah. that Kirk mojo on. He would like cock that eyebrow and give that twinkle in his eye and like, ah! Right? <laughs> the magic of Kirk. Right? Oh, it yeah. works on six year olds too. Okay. It's <laughs> freaky. Um, but, <laughs> um, so, uh, but I didn't really pay attention to it until Next Gen came on. Because by the time Next Gen came on, you know, I was more of a, a teenager by then, and I was definitely a next gen baby. I watched every week, you know, like religiously. And uh, then DS9, I fell in love with DS9. Um, as soon as that came out, I was all over Voyager. I mean, like, you know, it's just the Star Trek is the background of my life, you know. So I'm, you know, picture me moving around the house doing stuff, and Star Trek is on somewhere you know? i'm vacuuming and star trek is on you know i'm yeah. washing the dog and star trek is on in the background yeah so um that's basically but uh, you know fandom wise i didn't start exploring my fandom until uh much later in my adult life like in my 30s i finally went to my first convention and then i started meeting other people who were also into Trek, and I started realizing that I wasn't alone. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, it's true. Especially, especially growing up back then. I mean, because I, I grew up in like you know the eighties, nineties, and for me to find a Star Trek fan in my little high school, I was like next to impossible. And then yeah, once like you know the internet, we get older, and you're like, okay, yeah, we're not alone. There's a ton of other nerds out there, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so that's such a good feeling. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And then. Um, not too long ago. It's been, what, Sabrina, a year and a half now? Yeah, yeah probably she when you launched like... the podcast, we were, we were meeting. We were yeah. in like May, May of 2019 at the Awesome Con. At Awesome Con here in D.C. And um, I ran into these fabulous women and it felt like we had known each other forever. You know, and uh-huh. we went to a, we went to a, um, a panel discussion on Discovery and we were all thoroughly disappointed. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> discussion. Like, don't get us started about that discussion. <laughs> uh, and, uh, like, well, us and, like, every other black woman in the room. Like, we were not the only ones. We were not alone. And we yeah. all walked out of there like, <sighs> what just happened? Yeah. What just happened? Is Sonequa in this show? I mean, did they say the name Sonequa at all in this panel? Like, what? Oh, yeah. so were they and, not really, and they like, were, promoting? And we were decked out. I mean, people wearing discovery clothes. I mean, we totally <laughs> looked like. <laughs> yeah. So were they not Man, really promoting her as the main character? Well, they were they, talking about everything, but 
Yeah, they talked about the all editor. the other That's cool stuff yeah. about Discovery, except her. And then when all of us were in the audience and we're like raising our hands to participate in this discussion, they would like skip over all of us. They would call on all these other people. And and they, yeah, I, I mean it was it was uh, it made you it made you some, feel some kind of way, you know, and, and, and so we walked Dang. out of there. We were like, we could do this better. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. And the sci-fi sisters were born. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, perfect. Right, we're going to form our own group because, uh, listen, this is not right. What just happened in here. But you guys are yeah. doing what we started to out to do so you guys are doing your podcast and where our podcast is not out yet a year and a half later but we've got this whole community now on facebook uh that we've created uh, and on twitter and we're meeting folks like at virtual trek con and connected community con and all these wonderful people and just really creating a space uh that's become really interactive and fun and lovely so you know, soon our, ours will be up and running and then we'll be able to have you guys on. Yeah, Yay. well, and that's, we would love that's the whole thing. You guys have carved out your niche in the community. And that's whether it's through groups like that or having a podcast or doing whatever, just getting different kinds of interaction. That's always a good thing in the community. So, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah, as long as you guys are there. And I'm, I, you know, you guys run the, the Mothership and that's a great group. I love it on there. Um, hey. And so <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm always... Um, I value every what every person brings to the community in their own way, whether it's a point of view, you know, different ages, beliefs, whatever gender, race, whatever you are. I'm like, bring it to the community because you you you've got some value in there, yeah. and 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 your guys' group is is fantastic. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. All of that is in Star Trek. <laughs> that's why we can bring it because all of it is already in Star Trek. We just love Star Trek. Star Trek. Absolutely. And I think especially watching <laughs> six <laughs> well, especially watching six now, I get there's so many more undertones of racism and, you know, anti communism and dealing with bigotry and you're like, Oh my God, how did I not see this when I was, you know, ten? But I see it now and you're like, shit, it's just it's <laughs> right there. And mm-hmm. especially Kirk's Kirk goes through a transformation, especially all the pain and suffering he's been in through the last films. Through this, he's like he goes through every stage of it. No, Jeff. Oh, no, Jeff. Star Trek's never been political. Come on, you know that. <laughs> I know. It never, it never has. has. Ever. Never Keep been political. Keep my politics out of my Star Trek. I don't yeah. want your politics in my Star Trek, man. <laughs> never. Oh yeah. Make Star, <laughs> make Star Trek watch. great again. Yeah. Make Klingons <laughs> great again. That's what it is. <laughs> no, no, but it's true. And and I, but I think what you know, and Star Trek has its faults, of course, too, but. I think at least what they do in this one is they confront it and, and, and Kirk does have this great character arc of like, you know, he says at the beginning, let them die. And then at the end, he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I screwed up. I need to change and not be an old man anymore. Was that and, like and, one of and the have some forgiveness. things? Yeah. Yeah. It, it makes you cringe when he says that. You just can't believe it comes out of his mouth. He's just yeah. like, oh, did he yeah. just say, did he just say, let them die? But, yeah. you know, you remember what he just went through with his son and everything else. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of get it. It is. So what um, I know you're uh, 
your other sci-fi sister cannot join us tonight. But what what kind of got you guys to be like let's let's do a podcast or let's get some a group together? Was it mostly that a panel that you were like we can do do something better than this? The anger, Jeff. They just said it. No, I know, but like what? But like how did that mess? Nothing brings people life? together like anger. <laughs> yeah. Sabrina, you take this one. Uh, it wasn't really anger so much. It was just that we wanted to talk about what we wanted to talk about. And so, you know, when we wanted to bring up things either in the, you know, the Facebook groups or, or, or ask the question in the panel, it was sort of like, yeah, well, well, next. And we're like, no, this is really important to us that she's the star of this show. It's yeah, really totally. important to us that we just want to sit here and bask in the loveliness of her blackness, okay? Just for a second, okay? <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, and, I, and then I can, and then I'll hand it over to the, you know, the the, the LGBTQ, you know, T people, or whatever. You know, uh, you guys have your moment now. Come on, and you know, straight white guys, stand up and be proud. But you know, we're just not <laughs> giving that. You know, it, it was really kind of irritating that this wasn't coming up, especially when, like we're saying, the show always talks about, like we're saying, like you know, hey, you can't keep talking about diversity and keep going back to the kiss. Because you need to move along and come up with some new stuff. Because you can't, mm-hmm. that's, that's, 50, that's 50 years old. So, you know, to finally get another black woman on the bridge, well, it took you 50 years. I'm going I'm to cut you a break, Star Trek, but hey. Yeah. And, and there's, you know, and there's also the fact that, you know, it would, the, we would talk about, as we see Star Trek through our lens mm-hmm. as, yes. as, as black women, our experiences and you know you bring that those things up sometimes you have a different perspective like you were talking about jeff everybody brings their own unique perspective to what we're watching right yeah. um but like avery brooks and his portrayal of cisco and that relationship between uh cisco and jake being so important it hits me in a certain way that you know i want to talk about it you know or i want to talk about erasure you know, um, you know, uh, in how uh, different people are are not uh, included as much in conversation. You know, I want to talk yeah. about like why DS9 was considered the stepchild of of the series. You know what I'm saying? Um, and and then when we do that in certain groups, we were getting so much pushback. Mm. You know. And, wow. and and some heavy trolling and some really negative comments. And um, I know Sabrina and a couple of our other sisters, uh, Fran, uh, have been kicked out of groups before. Or, you know, when people were saying <laughs> well, blatantly racist things. You know, there's a lot of um, blatantly wow. racist hatred uh, towards Cisco. And uh, the same thing was happening to Burnham. And when you stand up to defend that, because we all believe in this ideal of Star Trek. Mm. Right. But how do you make that happen? You have to we fans actually have to actively bring about our ideal society. Right. So that means questioning and not just sitting back. And so, you know, there's a segment of people out there who don't want to anything questioned. You know, so we decide, you know what, I don't have to justify myself to anybody. I don't have to. You know, we exist, we're here, we're part of this universe, and this is how we want to talk about it. So we'll just make our own space to do that. And everybody else can come on over to our space who who really wants to talk about this inclusivity in a real meaningful way. Yeah, for sure. Hell yes. Absolutely. Can't believe in this day and age people would still be like that, especially as soon as Cisco shaved his head. 
there was a transformation there. You, you <laughs> got that right. That's the internet. We didn't even try going on groups and dealing with the internet. We're just like, let's make a podcast and we'll say our own stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I applaud you ladies for even trying to take yeah, it on the public uh, forum because... Uh, yeah, <laughs> the internet's you know, a scary, scary place. Yeah, well, it is. You know, apparently, a lot of people feel the same way because we've gotten a lot of people to come over. You know, we're, you know, we don't have a large following, but you know, we're coming up on six hundred right now, and you know, it's not it's not yeah. monolithic. It's not all black women. It's it's everybody is in there, and they want they want to hear what we have to say, and they want to. They want to know us and they want to hang out with us, you know, and it's just been really fun. We've got some really cool dudes in there. You know, the men, the men are coming over. A friend of mine said, I said, why do we get so many guys in this group? And he said, well, what's the name of your group? I said, Sci-Fi Sisters. He said, well, that's why I don't want to go. No, sir. It's because we know our Star Trek. <laughs> You definitely do. You guys know it. But so, and that's. But I'm glad that you're. You took that step. My my only advice for doing a podcast, um, and and take it with a grain of salt. Uh, just just do it. You know, create your group. Just put it out there. Do it. Because I mean, don't let anyone say you can't do this or you have to fall into a certain thing. Just just fucking do it. Absolutely <laughs> do it. You got to. Uh-oh. Yeah. All right now. Just gotta yeah. jump. It's, 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 the, it's the mandate. It's just. Well, it's, the great Absolutely. thing is that we've got a couple of episodes uh, done and ready to go, um, you know, and uh, so we're excited. Yeah, we're going to we're going to take your advice, Jeff, and we're just going to do it. Perfect. Yeah. Someone listens to me. My my kids don't listen to me, but at least someone does. Well, you know, all the way in D.C., but, you know, I'll listen to you from D.C., man. No, no problems. Fair enough. Right. Fair oh, yeah. enough. No, I def- definitely agree with Jeff because you just got to do it. It's going to not be great necessarily in the beginning. If you go listen to our first episodes, we'd probably cringe. Oh. Um, <laughs> but you got to you just do it till you get good at it. That's how you do anything. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's the only way. <laughs> are, are we good at this? I have no idea. <laughs> I, nah, we're, we're better than we suck. used to be. We have to be. <laughs> I think we're better than we used to be, at least a year ago. <laughs> change is incremental. Small changes. Small changes. <laughs> All right. Let's dive in to Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, my favorite TOS film. So, David, if you shit on this, I <laughs> then then I'm going to shit on Firefly forever. Three, <laughs> two, one. That's a given. Why are you going to go a low blow, Jeff? Why a low blow? I no, I, I, I take a constructive criticism. It's fine. It's fine. Um, okay, so Star Trek VI, Undiscovered Country. Uh, there's a lot in this that I love. So this was released um, 91. So this is like season C-91. five. Season five of TNG. 91. <laughs> I, a month ago, I was sitting in my wonderful, happy corner of the world, thinking that all of TOS had come out before I was born. <laughs> I had no idea five and six existed. <laughs> Brand new film. You two had to drag me kicking and screaming into this universe where I'm part of the TOS uh, generation. And now you've seen all of it. You've seen all TOS. All of TOS and TAS. And that is a very interesting idea (laughs) for me. That's something I honestly probably never thought was going to happen. And had it not been for the podcast, it never would have. You're welcome. All I can say is I'm very happy to have that part behind me. (laughs) <laughs> and we move forward into wonderful TNG Voyager DS9 era. Um, but uh, to make Jeff happy, no, I did not hate this one. I would say it's less than four, higher than three and five. So I'd go four, six, three and five, one, and then two. 
Okay. That's pretty cool. I will, fascinated I that think 2 I, is your least favorite. Oh, I'll still shit on Rathacon all day long. I oh. don't understand why all the Trekkies like it. That thing <laughs> was a steaming pile of bleh. <laughs> and we one have was the right same director. This yeah. well, one pile of blood. They they went screaming to Nicholas and and said, "Please do six or something." I know yeah. all the Trekkies love it. I appreciate that. I will respect that. I just don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> the one was only better because it was more boring but less bad. Like it was just a lot of pain <laughs> with the shit. I'll take Man. boring over bad any day. Uh, all right. Oh. I don't know how to take that. Um, so, and so this is also, this came out not long after Roddenberry died. Um, it's actually dedicated to him. So, I mean, you got to think from this going forward, basically, this is, you know, like a Roddenberry free zone, um, kind of just living on, you know, so like Rick Berman is essentially kind of running everything at this point. Yeah. And it was just a matter of days. He had watched the final cut of the episode right before, or of the episode. He had watched the final cut of the movie right before he passed. And just a couple of days later it premiered. So. Yeah. You know, wasn't it so powerful? For me, it was powerful and emotional, the beginning, the opening of the movie. You know, I mean, like, first I was, like, trying to adjust the, like, volume settings because I was like, shouldn't there be noise? Yeah, I was like, oh, crap, something's wrong with my thing. And then, boom. And then that slow, incremental build of the sound. Mm -hmm. But before that, you know, you have that moment of silence for Gene Roddenberry. And, 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 you know, looking at that, I was just now, you know, looking, I didn't, it didn't make an impact on me then, honestly, you know, yeah. but looking back on it now, you know, I'm like, wow, that, that was pretty beautiful. See, yeah. now I was in the movie theater when this happened. And so, you know, those of us that were there in the movie theater paying our money because we were already working and had cars, David. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this, was, this was major because Gene had just died. You know, he had yeah. died. And we were just we were just like, what are we going to do? This is going to. And we knew this was the last movie. Gene was dead. This is the last movie. And we're just like, oh, my God. You know, now I had been with either Captain Kirk and the Enterprise. This is 25 years for me. I think this must be the longest run of any one of the franchises where I'm not sure about that. But it was 25 years with me and Jim Kirk and the crew. So when they (laughs) showed that silence and Gene was dead, I was like crying in the movie. hadn't even started yet. Uh, Oh, no. It was awful. It was awful. It was awful. Well, and it definitely it starts off with a bang after that because it's like it's a, it's that quiet and then all of a sudden just this massive explosion. It just kind of like startles you. It brings you back into this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which fun fun trivia for for David that uh, that effect of a, a praxis exploding is actually used later on. It's it's repeated a lot and it's been used in Star Wars films as a special effect. Oh yeah. So so, that, so Star Trek is in Star Wars. Uh-huh. I did think it looked a little familiar. Well, yeah, I mean, LucasArts was doing all the special effects. So if you really want to <laughs> flop that around. But yeah. no, I thought that looked vaguely familiar. It did. Um, yeah, so we get this. This is, and I, I love the opening. You know, we've got Captain Sulu. He's running the Excelsior. Mm-hmm. And I love, I, I still want that little uh, uh, tea set. I, I desperately want that. I, I know, right? I've, I've got my, uh, you know, seven, my one seven zero one A mug, but I cannot find a tea set. But I, this is A. 
I dig that. That's a cool mug. In honor of, in honor of our ship of this movie. Tonight. <laughs> David has a Green Lantern mug. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's never it far. It's right here in case right you need there. a reminder during my Green Trek watching. So basically, we learned that the Klingon moon of Praxis, which is their main mining operation, a lot of their energy source has exploded from overmining. So... I mean, if that doesn't tell you, like, don't destroy where you live, like, protect the environment, you know, don't, because you're just going to explode. Yeah, literally blew it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and essentially, because of this, the, the Klingons have about 50 years left of, you know, power and resources and, and all this stuff. So they're, they're on their way out. That's the kind of premise for everything, you know, for essentially them wanting to establish a peace between the Federation and, and the Klingons. Because yeah. um, they're they're in desperate need, mm-hmm. but I love this whole scene because then even you know you've got Sulu, even Rand is back as the communications officer. Yeah. She kind of pops in you know throughout some of the mm-hmm. films, um, and then plus that this is then used as in in Voyager as a flashback. Because um, oh, yeah, because I think so. This came out in ninety one. The Voyager episode with with Tuvok and them I think was like ninety five or ninety six. So it's only a couple right. years later. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's got Tuvok on the bridge mm-hmm. at the Excelsior. Yeah, yeah, which is funny because then I had to go back and I was like, was he really in the film? And I and I mean he's he's not, but they could totally stick him in there somewhere, and you would never he's know. On the second, oh yeah, these mission. days they could add him in. Mm-hmm. Star, st- the Star Trek special editions. Is that what you're asking for? Here? No, never. The- <laughs> never. <laughs> we'll never take a special edition. Yeah, we've done a little update here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was just coming back from the first three year mission he's been on, so you know, too far can be on the next one. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I, got, that's got to be horrible. You're at you're coming home from this three year mission, and you're just cruising back home, and you're almost there, and then wham, a Klingon moon just <laughs> smacks your ship right, right in the face. Right. <laughs> the ship starts shaking. Teacups are everywhere. That, you're like, that, what teacup, the, that was what the, what the. I don't know how they did that practical effect, but it was really good. If it's just the shake, 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 and then it crashes on the floor, and then bam. Okay, right. anything else cool. besides me love that when everything was rocking and rolling and they're doing like, you know, they're doing like Force 10 shaking, Sulu was clawing, clawing back, and he's giving helm orders. My boy is like, the starboard thrusters, turn yeah. it into turn the wave. Turn us into the wave. You know what talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Sulu was on point. You know, like, I was like, oh, my word. I love Captain Sulu. I need to see more of Captain Sulu. Yeah, I was really, I was surprised he crawled back to the captain's chair. I thought for sure he was going to go for the con himself to, to <laughs> take the helm. <laughs> Get out of here, you amateur. Uh-huh. Turn the ship into the wave, fool. It's just, like dri- it's just like driving a boat. That's what you do. Turn into the waves. Oh my god. Excelsior does look so huge when you saw it up against the Enterprise. You know, even Scotty said yeah. it's a big yeah. ship. It's a big ship, yeah. yeah. Is it-, it looks like like the Enterprise went <gasps> <laughs> Did they follow are, are are there any books or any cuz I I haven't read a lot of the of the Star Trek novelizations. Are did they kind of continue any of the Captain Sulu stories? Are there any out there? Oh, I don't know. I want to say there's a couple, but I, I can't tell you for sure. Yeah, I don't know for sure either, but I think there are. Okay, at least a couple. Because yeah, I think, yes, some of his adventures would have been interesting. Cause, um, and then right after that, you know, there's a meeting at Starf- Starfleet headquarters, and basically Kirk and McCoy say, 
we're ready to be retired in three months. So, you know, like, and, and, and this, this in, entire film is basically a, a, a swan song, you know, for all of them. Um, then I wonder why, cause if Chekhov is, is retiring too, why isn't Sulu retiring? Is he not, I don't know why. It's fine. Well, I don't care. But uh, yeah, there was a uh, in '94 and '95. They actually did a series of audio dramas uh, that were just full. It was called the Captain Sulu Adventures. Oh, and uh, oh. yeah, oh, transformations, cacophony, and envoy. <laughs> uh, and that's but, it was instead of just being based off of a book or a, an audio book reading, it was actually like a full drama with George Takai and everything starring. Is it oh. kind of like those big yeah. Finnish ones that they do for Doctor Who? Like something similar? Well, there's. it looks like there's a bunch of books, too, Maybe. so it could be similar. Okay. I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Interestingly, too, there is a book series called The Captain's Table. I know it's the wrong guest, but I thought that was kind of funny. Because <laughs> our last JD. guest talked about yeah. The Captain's yeah, That's her thing, is The Captain's Table. I was like, oh. Yeah. You guys have on JD? Yeah, we had yeah. her on for, for <laughs> We had her on last, epi- last yeah. episode. Five. Yep. Our last series, awesome. um, but yeah, there's there's ones with the Excelsior. There's one called the Captain's Daughter. They've all got him prevalent on the front. Uh, mm-hmm. Captain Sulu Adventure. So they they made a bunch of books out of them. Yeah, interesting. Right. Add add to. Um, so my so yeah. favorite line. Can I tell you my favorite line? Of course. Of that point, <laughs> the whole part when she goes, uh, "Should we um, notify Starfleet?" And he goes, "Are you kidding?" Uh- uh, <laughs> yeah, are you kidding? No, 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 you're good. You know, Just jump in with it. anything you want. Well, you know what? In Rand's defense, I will say, because I was saying that, I think, uh, you know, the last time we were together, there were so many times when the ship has been told to not report something that yeah. I could oh, see her true. asking, should yeah. I report this? At first, I said, Rand, you still don't know what you're supposed to do. But uh, <laughs> then I said, you know what? You know what? She's yeah. like, it's one of those things we got to be secret about because the moon just blew up. And <laughs> I'm just checking. I'm just yeah. checking. Oh, yeah. Well, because then later on in the film, they're like, oh, we've been sabotaged and our engines don't work. We can't get back there. Sorry. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah you're not so quite sure. Like, yeah, when, when, when Scotty's like, oh, the engines are fine. And then Spock's <laughs> like, Spock, Spock gives him the lowdown. He's like, oh, it's going to take weeks. <laughs> I always love that. Um, all right, so we learn next. So there's a, you know, all the rest of the of the cast is here at Star, uh, Starfleet headquarters. Um, it's been a couple months later, and basically they say, you know, they're all due for for retirement. Um, mm-hmm. uh, which it just it, this kind of feeds into that cliche of like, oh, he was two days before retirement and he died or something. Q, like, Q lethal weapon music. The, I'm I'm too yeah, old for this shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we got all them, and then so this is when, when we we basically learned that the the Klingons are dying. But I like how we start to kind of see what's going to happen with the different characters, like you know Brock Peters, uh, the uh, Admiral Cartwright, who's back. He was in uh, four. He's back in this one. He's basically saying we have a military advantage. We can squash them. You know, we should take advantage of this. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, you know, are we going to mothball Starfleet? They're like, well, no, we can still do science and adventure, but we're not. You know, we're not like a peacekeeping operation anymore. And then, of course, Kirk is like, you can just feel him like, mm-hmm. what, you know, Boiling. you picked me of all people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Cartwright was... goes off. He says the alien trash of the galaxy. galaxy. I, just, yeah. I wrote that oh. down. I was like, oh. what? Mm-hmm. What? He didn't. He didn't. He was not playing. He was just like, look, we could kill them all right now. Yeah. <laughs> 
I was reading up on this a bit, and I and because there is kind of a heavy uh, a bigotry towards the Klingons throughout, whether that's from Cartwright or the conspiracy itself. And then, or even from some of the, the crewmen on the ship, you know, they make kind of offhanded yeah. comments like, oh, you know, the smell or, yeah. you know, only top of the line models can even talk. And I think it does take a hard look at the bigotry they have. And, and even because like I said, Kirk goes through this, this whole journey himself. Um, but you see that it's still there. And like, even though, you know, we always say, oh, Star Trek, you know, we all love and appreciate one another. Like, no, we still don't like different things and we don't like change, but at least we're we're trying to make it better. Like we're trying to not live in that that bigotry, but it's still human, so prevalent. Human nature is still human nature. It's not going to ever go away 100%. You're still going to have those people, but society as a whole has improved and expanded. That's usually what they're saying. But I was I was a little curious because they were saying that like, oh, we're going to mothball all the Starfleet. Aren't the Romulans still their enemies? Like why would you yeah. right? Yeah, I was like, oh, one enemy's gone. Oh, we're not going to need a military anymore. I'm like, well, no, 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 like, yeah. The, yeah, the, the, yeah. the Gorn, the Romulans. Yeah, the other well, yeah, pointy dudes. I was gonna Come say, on. Yeah, that yeah. and all the other things they came across and like. <laughs> yeah, you just before. built the Excelsior. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, it, 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 yeah. Well, and it's interesting because like I because like uh, Brock Peters was saying, I guess there was there were some lines, you know, he was having a hard time saying. And there was even some points where like Nichelle Nichols was supposed to say certain things, but they gave it to other people because it's like some of the, yeah. the bigotry that they were aiming at the Klingons obviously can be seen for a lot of other bigotry going on. And, you know, still is. Right. Right. That was landing too close. When he said alien trash of the galaxy, I was like, oh, my brother. What are yeah. you saying? <laughs> well, you know, and also, you know, some uh, some of the uh, some of the bigotry that they were putting out towards the Klingons just it was so heavy handed that you knew that our crew would not be they wouldn't be that bad. You know, like I mean, like I actually had a hard time believing like the dinner scene. You know, and yeah. after dinner, and they're like, "Oh, did you see how they ate?" And da da da, yeah. da you know. And I'm like, "Really?" It From reminds Montreux, me, like they're pretty they, seasoned. It's it like reminds me a lot of an uh, alien before. You know, like like you've seen no alien ever. This is the first time. Right. Yeah, it reminds me a lot in the next generation of Miles O'Brien, Chief O'Brien, and his comments about the Cardassians, especially mm-hmm. going into Deep Space Nine and stuff. Uh, just like it's like that same kind of hatred down deep because they've been through the war together with him, yeah. Right. And his his right. hatred towards the Cardassians because he makes a lot of those same types of comments about yeah. the smell and how they act and the way they design their space their star, uh, space stations and stuff. And yeah, yeah, but although like I I get I understand why they used that language though because um it was so recognizable you know mm-hmm. is so you know and I forget that that movie was in 91 you know mm-hmm. but um you know that's language that i grew up hearing mm-hmm. towards geared towards me yeah you know because of my skin color so you know it it felt like like a natural thing to hear uh as a you know a as a example of the, somebody's prejudice you know um yeah but I just like, you know, and, and I had to remind myself at the, the point in history that we are in for Starfleet, you know, and uh, yeah. and you, you're right. Like, I mean, it's, it's definitely that that um, that turning point that 
and and folks are not there yet you know <laughs> they're just not there yet you know? yeah. it's gonna take yeah. it's gonna take you know one of my favorite lines of the whole movie was um when the chancellor was like uh what did he say that um the um we're gonna oh if there is to be a brave new world our generation's going to have the hardest time living in it yeah yeah mm-hmm. that was a hard line yeah exactly but it, but it makes total sense because he's basically telling Kirk like we grew up with all you know because we were at war with each other we were yeah. you know grew up you know hating each other and it's going to be us who are like you know after fifty years of this we you know we have to change where like kids who are growing up are like no we just expect you to be at peace and that's normal right yeah, yeah. it's funny you know there's a there's a reference to a movie you know me I'm going to go to the movies when yeah. Chekhov says guess who's guess who's coming to dinner. I knew you pick up on that. Like, what? Is he gonna go there? They're gonna make that okay. I just let yeah. that one go too. But anyway, <laughs> in that movie, in that movie, Sidney Poitier has a similar line where he says, you know, we're not gonna get anywhere until all of you men of your generation are dead and in the ground. And I was yeah. like, Oh. And it's yeah. it's just what you know, it's just what the Chancellor's saying, you know, we're not gonna be able to deal, it's going to be hardest for us. And, you know, they were all recognizing it, but they were going to go forward anyway. Well, that's what a lot of people are saying now about this generation. It's exactly it's stuff, a, it's a environmental, environmental change and leadership and yeah. legislation and stuff. A lot of people yeah. have said there's nothing is going to get done until this generation that's currently in office is gone. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that is a lot of stuff unfortunately. Yeah. And they put it a little less nicely than that. So. <laughs> it's so weird that you know the show like you know watching it was so crazy because you know they were talking about communism and perestroika and gladnos you know and gorbachev that's who they were you know that's who they were trying to make the sound like you know the end of the soviet union coming down mm-hmm. but you know yeah. it still it still has other elements of it that you know, resonate today with what we're going through in this country right now. Even, yeah, like as we have the fires going on in California. You guys are all okay. I was glad to hear. But yep. um, we're okay. You know, we're all burning. We, all of us. No. no. <laughs> I, I feel like I've smoked 20 packs a day for the last oh. 10 years. But, you know. Yeah. We have, yeah. Reason, we have another reason to wear those masks, man. Like, I'm just yeah, like, really? like, oh, yeah. Mine, oh, yeah. Uh, mine after the other day wearing it out, it was the inside of it was black. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So before we have a practice moment, let's get it together. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. It's interesting too, because I think, because well, obviously this is on during T and G. So by by T and G, well, and even from the films, Klingons have kind of changed a lot, and and you know the way Klingons have looked has has, has been. A heated debate throughout Star Trek because of because of Enterprise and TOS and you know it's just you know bad makeup and all that at certain points, but they're getting a bit more diverse. You know you've got some some British Klingons. You know Chang doesn't have hair, but then you also have like Worf. You know so you start to have more uh, African American actors doing Klingons rather than just you know white guys and dark guys in makeup. Yeah, and, and blackface. blackface. Yeah. So it's, so it's that- they're. They're definitely transitioning. I, it looks like, or, or they're trying to make it look different. I guess. Well, that that does bring up a bit of a question, and I, I hope this is appropriate to ask. Um, but it seems like obviously early on the Klingons were supposed to represent like an Asian stereotype and such, and they've gotten much darker. Is this supposed to kind of represent people's stereotypical 
things that they believe about black people is like the violence and the stuff like that. Cause I know that that was still prevalent around the time that this came out. Klingons have always, they've always darkened them down. I mean, the first guys that played the Klingons, you know, Michael and Sarah and all that group, they, they were always, you know, they, they darked them up. They blackfaced them when they played the Klingons. Yeah. Except for, um, you know, my dear Captain Koloff, I think he was probably the only one mm-hmm. that didn't get the, the black treatment. But, um, yeah. you know, and they, they kind of lightened it up a little bit, but they, they still do it. They have non-black actors playing dark-skinned Klingons and sort of like, you know, even 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 little Alexander, which I mm. never understood. I was like, just find a black kid, okay? Yeah. Yeah. No, they blackened up a blonde-haired, blue-eyed kid. I was like, oh, all really? right, TNG. I will. Oh, ever. really? Is that what he was? Uh, oh, I, I, I never knew that. It was not. He was supposed to be playing Worf's son, and he had like blackface on. I was just like, oh my god. But, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. But you know, the bad people are usually sort of kind of you know. Well, they always just, have to look like they're they're the other. You know, yeah, like oh, the, the enemy looks different than yeah. us, so they they're a different right. something color. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord yeah. of the Rings did it. The evil from the south, the bad people from the south, they were all dark and they came in on the elephants, you know, like. So from the other side, on on Discovery, um, do we know if the actor who played Valk is African-American or not? Because he's he's like an albino Klingon. It's Ash. Ash. Yeah, that's Ash. It's it's the same actor. It's Pakistani. Oh, really? He was. Oh, wait. Yeah. Okay. So Shahad (laughs) Latif. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I didn't well, realize. I, mean, I didn't realize they Chico. actually that was used too. him. Yeah, you played both. Okay, oh. yeah, I didn't realize they used the same actor. That's my boo. Don't, don't go anywhere with that. That's okay. my boo. No, no, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious because he's like an albino. God, I love right. him. I, I'm oh, so glad Fran's not here because we met fighting with him. Fran and I met the other sci-fi sister. Mm-hmm. We met fighting over Ash. <laughs> nice. You got into a you know Moesha Brandy thing. <laughs> that is fantastic. To go back to the the question yeah. though, I think that, I you know, I mean, like, yeah. It, so we know that in mainstream culture, they often, I mean, for for forever, you know, evil has been represented as black in in Western society as you know darker and black i mean this just goes back forever and ever and ever you know it's not necessarily so in 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 other places but that's what it was so um but when you're talking about klingons like it's a, it's an alien race you know like mm, are they you know like it could be argued are they really putting them in blackface though you know like is this an overt thing I think it more for me personally. I think it more comes out of people's uh, insensitivity, mm-hmm. you know, a, a sort of a systemic uh, foundation of this of black facing right now. But like, but you know, they they were definitely supposed they're definitely supposed to represent the other. They're definitely supposed to be alien. But how much they were supposed to directly uh, represent black folks, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. No. It wasn't so much as it was in the TOS series where they usually all were, except for like I said, Cola. But you know, well, like I mean, yeah. I think it goes to the heart of the. I think uh, one of the other things that I loved about this movie that I didn't catch, I just sort of just sort of flew over my head the first time around. Like yeah. when we go into um, that briefing, 
with the um with the commander in chief with the CNC, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And um first of all, I love the delta on the podium. I just right. love that. <laughs> I want I really want that delta like somewhere in my abode so I can look on it every day. <laughs> but um you know, I looked around and I forgot like at this point in history I was like, where is somebody who's not human? You know, like, where are the Vulcans? Yeah. You know, where is, like, there was no, the, the entire briefing was all well, human. Spock was there. Like, mm. yeah, I was like, yeah. He was leading it. Like, speciest, you know? Like, Jesus, talk about, like, hom- homogenous here, you know? And I forgot, like, that's, and she, you know, the, um, uh, the, the Klingon chancellor's daughter makes that, Reference, just like God, you you guys yeah. don't even recognize, you know. <laughs> yeah, the certain individual human rights. The Homo sapien yeah. club. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Homo oh my God, the Homo sapien club. It's always interesting. It's like once we kind of there's always some other. There's always like, oh, you know, Earth finally came together. We love, you know, we don't. We're not bigoted towards black people or Asian people anymore, but now we just hate all all the aliens. That's that that's yeah. that's who we hate now. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, that's true. Well, I mean, every story has to have an antagonist, so it's tough not to yep. have something. But yeah, the fact that it's an entire race of people is kind of <laughs> hard. Yeah. 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 yeah, but speaking of the antagonist here, what do you think of our girl, Valaris? She's uh, I I appreciate her in, in in different ways now because she's playing such a complex character. Because originally it was supposed to be Savic. They were gonna bring Savic back and have her kind of turn, and they're like, no, "That's not Savic. That's not her. Let's let's do someone different." Yeah. But she, oh, okay. yeah. But she, I mean, I I like the character now more that I understand it. But I mean, but it's interesting that they even got a, a Vulcan to be like, "No, we need to like crush the Klingons." Like, and and she's supposed to be you know more more logical. Mm. Yeah, she was trying to tell Spock from the beginning. I mean, she was she was giving clues all through that movie. Mm-hmm. She was not down with this, but yeah. you know, like she said, if, I tried to tell you. Yeah, if if you watch so so watch the whole film, and then once you learn everything, go back and watch it again, and you kind of go, oh, there's that there's an eye movement there, or someone makes a face here, and you're like, I know what that means now. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, she was. Uh, she was just like you know. She's hanging around Kirk's door, like what you doing? Just like, okay. Yeah. About, first of all, we're on that ship. Don't you have to give a command for that door to open? But she's just like, pop. I'm in the door. Hey, like, hi. up on you, buddy. <laughs> well, I think he had a bag, like holding it open. He had like a duffel bag. I think holding it open because she picks something up and comes in. And I would have thought that the doors open unless you have them locked and then you'd have to give a code or something like that. But I remember in TNG, they're, they're walking around all the time and everything just opens just for everybody. Open. Maybe maybe it's just so courtesy when you're at somebody's quarters not to happy. hit the doorbell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, why is he like unpacking his stuff and doing a personal log with his door open? Right? Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> just, that's the better question. Why wasn't it closed? It should auto-close. <laughs> Right. Behind yeah. is shady as hell anyway, is it? Oh, yeah. I know, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> he was drunk. That's what it was. It was the Romulan nail. That's what it was. Does anybody know uh remember the, the name of the actress who played her? I don't I Yeah, it's Kim Kim, Kim Cattrall. Cattrall. Okay, thank you. From Sex on the City. Sex yeah. on the City. Yeah. I always remember her because she did like a bunch of like, you know, the eighties teen comedies in the eighties. Like that, that oh, yeah. that's what I always remember her from. Yeah, she did all the Porky's movies. 
Yeah. Oh, that's those? right. She sure did. Yeah, she did a bunch of stuff. Because yeah. I, I was a stupid I, teenager, so I, I watched those. But you were a teenage guy, so of yeah. course you did. <laughs> of course I did. You were the t- also known as the target audience. I was key demographic. Um. So I, I like the exchange with, with Kirk and Spock where, you know, Spock mm-hmm. is like, no, we have to help them. We have to. And Kirk's like, no, you know, he says, let them die because yeah, he still die. has all this. He has this, you know, personal vendetta because of his son, because of, you know, losing his ship and everything else. So he's I mean, he's has a personal hatred towards them as well. Yeah. So I and, and but I think it sets up how you would think. We're all kind of on Kirk's side at the beginning. We're like, oh, he's a little extreme, but we're but but we get it. But then through the course of the film, we definitely I think we all kind of go on that that journey with him. Yeah, yeah Kirk is yeah he's not buying this mission at all. He is mad at Spock. But you vouched for me. That, yeah. that was the one. That, that, that was tight. You wow. Know, well, the chef only... was really acting his ass off, wasn't he? <laughs> this is I think this might be his best one. Like three and six. I agree. Because, you know, when someone vouches for you, that's a positive thing. And he just says it with such disdain. Like, you vouched for me. Like, Like, I didn't want this job. (laughs) And he says, don't you realize we're about to stand down? And and then the the commander in chief there, he says, he says, well, it's got to be the Enterprise with Kirk and in command so that no one will mess with this. Yeah, I was like, yeah. that's right, dude. Uh-huh. That's yeah. right. It's got to be Enterprise with Kirk in charge. He's not Sulu. I love my boy. Gotta be- <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Kirk, I mean, especially by this point, Kirk is probably like their most accomplished captain, like ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and somewhat of a mythological creature to the Klingons. They know him as like this amazing captain who is done, like, you don't screw with him. Yeah. So, well, and, 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 what, what's and he's the, enemy number one. And, what do you say at the end of the movie? Well, we've saved the universe again. We've saved, we've saved yeah. the galaxy. Yep. Here we go again. Let's roll out. Yes, you did. I mean, in general, Chang is just chomping at the bit. To, he's like, I'm so sad we're not going to tee off, buddy. Yeah. Wow. I just, he was a great guy. villain. <gasps> Christopher I think for, um, you know, as far as Kirk's journey through this, I mean, like, I loved his journey through this. I thought it was... I thought that they did a really good job of uh, of letting us see the growth, you know, yeah. and, um, and, you know, so at least I thought that for at least one character in this film, there was some emotional depth, you know, um, Spock came in second with, uh, uh, what's her name again? The, uh, of Valera. Valera. Yes. Thank you. Um, you know, with his sense of betrayal. Uh, with that, but like you know, I thought that um, you know, as far, it, <laughs> and Bones, Bones was just overacting like the whole, <laughs> whole He's movie. Like, <laughs> hardcore Bones. On this yeah, movie. yeah. Like, Bones was, being Bones. He was yeah. Uber Bones, you know. <laughs> but um, but no, I just really thought it was a, a a pretty powerful performance. They 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 gave him a lot to work with, you know. Yeah. No, agreed. And it and it made sense. It, like it read true. Well, this is this is Nimoy writing this story, so yes, yeah, he got a story he, he credit. Executive produced, so the only movie mm-hmm. that he ever executive produced, which usually, if you're the executive producer, that means you put in some cash. You know, you got this yeah. made. Oh yeah, that's why you get that's why you get the exec. 
But, uh, you know, they handed, he handed off the script to Nicholas Mayer and uh, another person. But this was Leonard's idea to do this finale. So I really admired the, the writing and the ideas that he was trying to get across. That Spock, as usual, even though, you know, he's trying to get the Romulans and the Vulcans together. You know, he's just being his kumbaya self. Can't everybody get along? You know, he's going to get the Klingons <laughs> together. He's going to get I'm gonna re reunify the Romulans. This is Spock. This is Spock. He's just... You know, why is everybody so mad? He's trying trying to get the two halves, his two halves of himself and everyone else talking again. Unbelievable. He's trying. Yeah. I think he's kind of the optimist here. He's that, that kind of guiding oh, yes. optimism. Yes, absolutely. Well, and it's that total logic at play. It doesn't make sense that everybody would hate each other. We have a chance here to, like, make peace and stop dying and all that. It's mm -hmm. yeah. That makes logical sense. Until you bring emotion into it and then, man. <laughs> and doesn't he say at one time the hell with logic does he say that in this one he says like logic. Uh, uh, at the end he says if if i were human i would tell i would say go to hell yeah no i think he says it to valerius he, he, well, says, he says he tells her oh, that logic is the uh is the beginning. the beginning of wisdom it's the beginning. yes yeah yeah because yeah. mm -hmm. i mean you see spock on this because, I mean, Spock has gone on this journey, too, from, you know, the motion picture where he's going to go pure logic. And he learns, well, no, you know, you need some emotion. And then he dies and comes back and he's learned. He's kind of like, no, emotion yeah. is not a bad thing. You have to, it's just, it's it's balancing everything. Yeah. Oh, my boy tells him, he says, I've died before. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, that was a great line. <laughs> Casually tosses it out there. Like, I've been dead. I've been dead before. It's whatever. I've been dead before. <laughs> uh. Woo! Um, let's do this. Let's wrap part one. Uh, we'll take a break. Um, where, so where's the best place for you guys to see, you know, for people to get the sci-fi sisters and, 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 and get in contact with you guys. Sabrina, you can find us on Facebook at sci-fi sisters or sci-fi sisters mothership. And, uh, we are also on Twitter and we are on Instagram, all on Sci-Fi Sisters. That's S-Y-F-Y-S-I-S-T-A-S. Sci-Fi Sisters, baby. <laughs> awesome. Um, cool. Let's do that. So then we'll we'll come back in part two. We'll do uh, we'll get into the conspiracy and the you know the rest of the story about this. And, and you're you're kind of on a wild ride through Klingon politics and you know Hamlet and and everything else. <laughs> uh, so we will dive into that so uh, that's it for part one we'll come back for part two and please come listen to us again thanks everybody we'll Bye catch everybody. you on the next one <laughs> <laughs>